0: You were listening to Coach and Sleeve Sports Podcast. Two best friends who have nightly phone call conversations about sports decide to bring them to the air.
1: Yeah, uh, Coach, I mean, we've had... Do you
0: f- agree with our opinions?
1: Uh, well, do you agree with our opinions? I was just going to jump right into it. Yes, go ahead. Uh, we kind of have a more serious podcast today. Uh, you know, the sports world and the world as a whole really lost an icon. Um, and Kobe Bryant on Sunday morning, a little after 10 AM. Uh, I mean, I have never, I have never been affected by a famous person dying. Um, I have never cried over a famous person dying, but Sunday morning after I got the news and I called it fake initially because of the TMZ link and, and nothing came out for a little while. Um, after I turned on ESPN2, it was it was really a struggle to hold tears back when I realized that my favorite childhood NBA player um, had passed away in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. Um, you know, speaking to Kobe, we know how many accolades uh, he had, which you're gonna get into after my speech. Um, But what, you know, he transcended basketball. He was a small kid from Lower Marion High School who, you know, he had talent, but he wasn't, he wasn't projected to be the number one overall pick like some guys are now today. Um, and Jerry West fell in love with him when he walked into the gym and Jerry West said, that's the hardest I've ever seen a basketball player work. Um, You know, we've seen him transcend basketball because of his Mamba mentality, his hard work that he put forth that initially got that nickname, um, which people have applied to all works of life, whether it be work, whether it be uh, parenting, whether it be uh, anything you do in life, really. And, you know, then we got to see him, you and I got to see him transition out of basketball and start his new his new life outside the NBA where he was dedicated to his family. He was a, he was a family man. And we really got to see that. We really got to see him, you know, be a business investor and uh, you know, start to invest in not only other businesses, but create and invest in his own business. Um, And it was really heartbreaking for, to see uh, that he, his daughter and seven others passed in this crash. Um, One thing I also wanted to bring light to um, when it comes to the family aspect was how great of a dad he was. Um, I mean, he, he was so special. I mean, there was a meme on the internet of him coaching up his daughter on the sidelines when he took her to a NBA game and, and everyone kind of poked fun or, you know, said, Oh, Kobe, you know, you can't turn off the switch still, but I think that that just shows how good of a daddy was, that he was always there, that he was always teaching, that he wanted to make her better, that, you know, he wanted to have a positive impact on her life because he probably wasn't there for a lot of the early stages when he had NBA games, especially on the away trips. Um, and, you know, I that really hit me hard because my father, uh, you know, has done that for me. Uh, I've always wanted to be a police officer, since uh, I was younger, and he was a police officer. And he, on his way out, while still building relationships for himself, has started to build relationships for me because he knows how important that can be on my life. And he's always teaching me new things about uh, just life in general, as well as the profession that I would like to go into. So, you know, it just really put a giant perspective on how how important my father is to me and my life, um, you know, and my parents are in general, but also just kind of what Jay Williams said was we have to realize how important life is. And we have to realize that, you know, we have to let the little stuff go. It's not worth fighting over because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring you, you know, it could bring tragedy like this. So I, again, I'm, I'm heartbroken I, I I'm gonna I tried to stay off Twitter and Instagram and all my social media the past few days because I can't look at a picture of Kobe or another video of Kobe and his daughter without you know pr- bringing it down. But I, I I think closing remarks for me is we just have to not cry because it's over, but smile because it happened. Uh, the old Dr. Seuss quote, and we have to you know smile that he was the most, you know, one of the most impactful ambassadors of the NBA and life itself. And that, that's it for me.
0: Yeah, Kobe to me was, uh, as everyone else is saying, more than basketball as well. But the main part of it was because of basketball. Well, the, the, well, the funny, it's not funny, but the f- weird thing is that this past Saturday night, uh, my father and I were actually, we attended the Sixers-Lakers game in Philadelphia. And the whole time, as we're talking about what time we're going to leave this week and what we should do and, you know, where is our seats at, I kept saying there's going to be a ton of people at this game. And he kept saying, why, why, why? Because my dad, who's not an avid sports follower, but likes sports and knows the names and the people, just not maybe the stats like we do, I said, well, LeBron James is about to pass Kobe Bryant. Number three all time on the NBA all time scoring list. And going into Philadelphia that night, LeBron was 17 points away. And I'm thinking this game is going to be packed with all the stars. So Allen Iverson would probably be there. You know, maybe Meek Mill would be there. Some actors would be there. Who knows? Will Smith might be there. But I said, I would be shocked if Kobe was not there. He is from Philadelphia. He went to Lower Marion High School. He, uh, you know, their best friends. He's LeBron's on his team, the Lakers, now. You have Lakers in Philly with LeBron James passing Kobe Bryant. My mind the whole time was Kobe's going to be sitting courtside there at the game. There's no doubt. And I wouldn't be shocked if he brought his daughter along with him. And um, the whole night I kept looking and looking and looking. Unfortunately, didn't see him. And then they passed Kobe and put up on the board. And LeBron got a standing ovation. And it was cool. I think LeBron James passed Kobe Bryant. I was like, I can only imagine what, like, the Instagram pictures, the Bleacher Report videos, or, you know, them going out to dinner, or Kobe going over to LeBron's house and the cheerers together having a glass of wine because that's how close they were. And as fans, you like to see those two, like, interact. Like, it's fun to see players, athletes, actors, famous stars do stuff that the everyday person does. Because every day we get up, we go to work, we do what we have to do. We got a family, we spend time together. What we only may see when we sit down as a family to watch a game is the players running up and down, dribbling a basketball, trying to score and win. And then you don't see them again until the next time they're on TV. Social media allows us now to get closer with these players and and see, you know, them post Instagram photos on vacations or post stories of them eating dinners or taking pictures of who they're with. I remember the one year Thanksgiving was crisp Chris. Chris Chris Paul, Carmel Anthony, LeBron James, and Dwayne Wade, they all uh, had Thanksgiving dinner together. I'm thinking, like, this is awesome. Like, all these guys are spending a family holiday together because they're more than just athletes. Now I'm kind of going on a little bit of a rant. but um, So it was weird waking up. You know, I woke up Sunday morning and went for uh, a family lunch, and I came home. I was on the phone with my buddies about trying to sell him something, and he goes, Kobe just died. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I'm thinking like, okay, who's another Kobe besides Kobe Bryant that I could think of that possibly died? Because I didn't want to think it was Kobe Bryant. And he goes, no, he just died. And my friend was an avid Twitter guy. I Googled Kobe Bryant right away on Google Hit News. And there was a seven-minute-ago report from TMZ Sports that said, Kobe Bryant has died in a helicopter crash at the age of forty-one. At the age of forty-one, I'm thinking, okay, you know, this has to be fake. It's TMZ. How many times have they put stuff online that wasn't true? Blah blah blah. And after I read that, I ran downstairs to my father and I told him. And we have some friends in the LA area who are involved in sports and and sports casting. And he texted him and he goes, Hey, you know, George or me, George just told me that uh kobe died is this true and he responded back within 10 seconds he goes it's true and we're trying to figure everything out put on tv the pro bowl is going on uh no news networks were reporting it the x games were on espn2 we're flipping back from fox cnn anything and cnn said breaking news helicopter crash in um calabasas Calabasas, California. california where no, they didn't say any names or anybody. They just left it at that, and then we kept flipping back and forth, and then more started people picking it up, and then ESPN2 uh, broke it uh, over the X Games and spent the whole day talking about it, and I just sat in front of the TV all day and watched. And couldn't believe it was happening. First, the reports were it was him and four others, no other family members, and then the worst possible thing possibly could have came out after the Kobe Bryant death was that his daughter Gianna was with him as well on the helicopter. And that other friends and parents going to a basketball game were on there as well. And it just, you don't even have to be a basketball fan to be upset because the name Kobe Bryant was so powerful in the world on a global level that it didn't matter if you saw his last game or his first game or his All-Star games or even just him dribble a basketball for a second somewhere on a street. It was it was just so powerful, and Kobe Bryant meant a lot to me because when I first started getting into sports it was around that you know fourth, fifth, sixth grade area where sports start becoming more competitive, and you start watching it more and understanding it more and becoming getting favorite players. You know I'm an, I'm a huge Sixers fan, but at the time I loved Kobe Bryant. I know you're not supposed to like the Lakers, but I loved them. Because he was the top guy. Everybody was all uh, big LeBron and Tim Duncan and the Spurs at this time. But the first time I really paid attention to basketball was when it was Kobe Bryant putting that edge to the Lakers, trying to get past the Celtics and beating the Magic and then beating the Celtics again. And, and you know, the three, three finals appearances went in two of them. And the weird thing is during that time, I switched schools. Uh, I went to a new school in fifth grade and had a, a little hard time making friends. Obviously, fifth grade, you have your cliques. In the school I went to, I really wasn't like they're kind of – I don't want to say they're kind of people. I, uh, it was a little different. I was in a new area and wasn't comfortable. And in sixth grade is when I found four of my friends and more myself. And the one thing that brought us all together was basketball games. And one of them was a Celtics fan. One of them was a Bulls fan. One of them was a Knicks fan. And I was a Sixers fan. But we all loved Kobe. Even the Celtics fan loved Kobe. He had a fat head of him in his room next to a Paul Pierce picture. And every night, the way we became our friendship was 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. What we would do every week was we used to Skype back then and do our homework together because we were not the smartest people. We figured it out together. Monday night, there used to be games broadcasted. We would watch them on TV, Skype, and do homework. Tuesday was TNT, Thursday was TNT, Wednesday and Friday was ESPN, except Friday and Saturday and Sunday when the games are broadcasted. Friday night we go to someone's house, Saturday's house, Saturday was somebody else's house, and then Sunday we'd either go home and watch and then talk later or talk about a Monday in school and then repeat. And during that time was Kobe Bryant taking over and Amari Stoudemire on the Knicks and Paul Pierce, KG, Rajan Rondo, you know, Ray Allen breaking the records. And the whole LeBron James in Cleveland trying to push it to the edge and the Spurs keep it going. And the Sixers, I believe, lost 22 games during this time, or won 22 games in this time. But there was so much revolved around that. And then Kobe Bryant was, of course, always on the national games. The Lakers were always on those games. So the ones we were always talking about and watching was Kobe Bryant and Ron Artest and Pau Gasol and Andrew Bynum, an old Sixer who never played him. Lamar Odom, the sixth man, and those point guards, Derek Fisher in the old school, it's Sasa Vujicic and Jordan Farmar and, you know, Rick Fox. That was early. That was in the 2000s sleeve. But on top of us watching so much game is we always played the video game 2K. And whoever could be the Lakers destroyed everybody. And that was always it. Like, that's how we knew these names is because we were playing 2K so often that I could probably name you every roster within those three years and the whole starting lineups. You know, Chris Paul was still on the New Orleans Hornets, you know? Or, yeah, the New Orleans Hornets. So it's 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 just crazy to think that that just all seems like yesterday and then this happened Sunday. And with Kobe and his Mamba mentality, like that is something I you are born with that. I try to like copy it and say, okay, I'm going to do this, that, these, and those. And while I'm doing it, I'm like, I just don't have to drive like he did. It's not that I'm lacking it. It's just I don't have the Kobe drive. And his nickname, the Mamba Mentality, that Mamba, being himself called the Black Mamba, I love that nickname so much that I would call people I know a different type of Mamba. One of my buddies in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, he was Indian. So I gave him the nickname, the Indian Mamba, because I played basketball with him all the time. And he loved the nickname and took it. And the joke was Brian Scalabrini on the Celtics back in the day was called the White Mamba. And you know, this past few years, I ended up becoming close with somebody I attended college, which college too. with, and he's Dominican. And we call him the Dominican Mamba. So it's like one of those nicknames that when you you meet someone, like it's always there. Like you'll always like I got that idea from Kobe Bryant. And my first ever basketball game was with my friends in from seventh and eighth grade was, the Lakers versus the Nets and neither of us or none of us were Lakers or Nets fan. We just wanted to see Kobe Bryant play. So one father, one of the fathers drove us all to the Prudential center and we just sat there in awe and watched Kobe Bryant play. And it was by far the coolest thing. That's why I love going to basketball games so much because it's so exciting to see players with such talent perform at that level. You know, I think basketball is skyrocketing in the world. And Kobe Bryant was definitely one of the reasons because basketball started getting its like M.O. in the early 2000s, you know, and one and the baggy clothing and the Othie draft lines, Kobe Bryant going nuts and Shaq being his teammate and dominating the league. And everybody saying we got to build a team to beat the Lakers and get that drive. You know, basketball skyrocketed and all those players ended up coming out with multi or with, you know, worldwide um, advertising and advertisement deals and and just becoming famous globally and i don't know it's just very strange even going back to the video game with kobe bryant like i said my dad is not a very sports-minded person but understands sports and knows the names and when you're younger and you have 2k on your xbox or playstation i was always playing that except at the time i always wanted to be the Cavs and win a championship with lebron because they never won one i always like trying to win with teams that don't win you know, maybe that's why I'm a Browns fan, hoping that I could do it one day. But one night, my dad came in my room. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm playing, I think it was NBA Live 2010 or nine. It might have been 2009. And he goes, come on, let me play with you. And he knows nothing about video games. I said, well, who do you even want to be? He goes, the Lakers. I want to play as Kobe. I said, you're going to destroy me. He goes, you play this game every single night. I see you winning. You beat all your friends. And you can attest, when I play video games, I get very intense. To me, I'm winning or, or I'm winning. That's it. You know, My cousin, I just played him in 2K the other night online. Game one, he beat me by 20. I said, hold on. I want to play again. I beat him by 43 the next game because I was so mad I lost by 20 in the first game. So I said, all right, fine. I'll play. Now you're playing your father. Obviously, you don't want to destroy him, but you want to beat him. You know, Everybody wants to beat their dad at something, not let them get off easy and win. And he dropped 60 points with Kobe Bryant in NBA Live 2009 and beat me as I was the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James. Yeah. That might have been 2009, because I don't know. Like LeBron, I think he was still in Cleveland then, right? He went to Miami in 2010. That sounds right. And then went back to Cleveland in fourteen. Sounds whatever whatever LeBron's last year in Cleveland was, that was the year of the game we were playing. And he whooped me solely with Kobe Bryant.
1: There's just – there's not words to – summarize the impact he had on this world um and you know one thing that i keep thinking is you know his his daughters now have to struggle without a father and that's that's just the most awful thing um and and you know there's so many videos going around saying thank you kobe thank you kobe because You know, the impact that we keep talking about was for these young players uh, like Trey Young, like Damian Lillard, like, uh, you know, LeBron. All the guys we look up to is they learned by watching Kobe perform and put on a show like you did at the Nets game uh, at the Prudential Center. Um, You know, we send our deepest Deepest condolences to not only Vanessa and the girls, uh, but also the rest of the families that were impacted uh, by um, by this tragedy. But for I, you know, as a new podcast kind of out here now, we never got the opportunity to meet Kobe. But it's one of those things where you didn't need to meet Kobe in order to, uh, you know, feel sad or upset. Uh, when you heard about this tragedy because of yeah, who the, he
0: was. And you say meet Kobe. Like my my end goal, my dream is to work in the NBA, either work in the NBA front office as a lawyer under the commissioner and you know, partake in all these events and help advertising and managing contracts and ideas and make get the NBA to make more money or even become a general manager for a team. And my dream was always to either work with Kobe Bryant one day or at least meet him by doing my job and that opportunity will never happen again we just
1: we want to send our deepest condolences to everybody involved Um, you know we're gonna I I keep I keep thinking kind of this is uh, a bad dream for sports fans it's almost like you kind of want to believe that this isn't what really happens like I went out to dinner with coach on sunday night and he looked at me and he goes this just doesn't seem real and i go it doesn't seem real i completely agree with you i'm still waiting for a picture to surface of him and gianna in like italy or something and that they just discovered the wrong body and tmz got a hold of it and the story went rampant but um you know we're a few days past this now and obviously we can start to kind of wrap our heads around the fact that this is real and that we have lost an icon in the sports world and in the world in general. And I guess I said, this is just, this is more of a serious podcast, but we, we had to get our thoughts out on this matter. Um, any, anything from you
0: coach? Yeah, I just, um, It's tough going on social media because every time you click on someone's story, it's a Kobe picture, and every time you scroll, it's something Kobe has done. Like I watched on ESPN the other night his last game. I remember where I was the last game watching that. I felt like I just watched it. Me too. Like he dropped his 60 and had a rough start and came back. And and like hearing his voice on ESPN and the cutaways and, you know, the story and the mama mentality and what he's done to teammates and how he pushed them like – It uh, it shouldn't have been cut short because, you know, he would have kept doing it. And his daughter definitely would have brought a different face and name to the WNBA. And it could have helped that league grow. I was even thinking that in the car on the way down to Philadelphia. I was like, the way Kobe's daughter is going about the game of basketball is that she could basically reinvent the WNBA and bring that to a whole nother level like the NBA was brought to another level with Kobe. And the strangest thing is, and someone made this point to me, and it's a very good point, the reason why everyone is struggling so much with this in the basketball world is because this is maybe one of the first basketball legends we've lost. And he's one of the players that a generation from someone who was you know, living in the 50s saw play. Bill Russell is still alive. Jerry West is still alive. Magic is still alive. Bird is still alive. Jordan is still alive. And they all praise him. You know, all the players now are obviously still alive and you know you go back to way back in the day Kevin McHale still alive, you know, Bill Russell is the main one. The guys won eleven championships. You know, besides Will Chamberlain.
1: Rebounding machine. There really hasn't
0: been an NBA player who passed and had this big of an impact. Clyde Frazier still alive, you know, for the Knicks and uh Hakeem Olajuwon is still alive. Yao Ming, Shaq, uh it's it's MJ. Kobe. Yeah, yeah. I, it's Kobe's the main one. So and to wrap up in honor, we're just doing a 24 minute podcast all about Kobe. We got 30 seconds left on the clock. This is coach and sleeve. Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media. Sleeve. What's the ha- what's the handles? Coach and sleeve. Uh, word A and D
1: on all of our handles and coach and sleeve. The word uh, at gmail dot
0: com. If you want to hit us up. Yeah. If you have anything you'd like to add or say on Shout. the show.
1: Shout out to the to the nine people. Uh, shout overseas. Out to, shout out to their nine yeah. to their families. Uh, shout out to everybody impacted by the um, by the tragedy, and shout out to the people overseas. We'll see you next week.